0: This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics, happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they talking about. Best to prove me wrong. What's up, America? So we're back at it again. I was off a little week, but we're back here. We're doing it big. We got the NFL, we got the NBA, and guess what? We gonna start off with the NFL. Russell Wilson, if you haven't seen, he's been benched. He's been benched because, not because of his play, because his play's been great. Given what has happened last year to Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson had played well this season, but Sean Payton, And Wally World, who is the owner group for the Denver Broncos, decided because of contract, you know, obligations, they're going to sit Russell Wilson for the last two games
1: of the season. Now, keep in mind, Russell Wilson still has
0: a shot of making the playoffs. It is bleak but they still had a shot of making the playoffs. And I don't understand why the Broncos are taking this approach. Um, I actually do understand. It's because of the 2025 part of the contract. So essentially, next year, 2024, his money's guaranteed. Whether they like it or not, his money's guaranteed in 2024. 2025, there's a kick in of about $35 million, and the extension, that he has signed when he originally came on the Broncos last year, kicks in. They don't want to pay that, obviously. And that kicks in uh, three days after the new league year. So by March 5th, Russell Wilson will be cut because Russell Wilson's contract also has a no trade clause. So essentially what's going to happen is Russell Wilson's going to get cut right after the super bowl and he will be going on to a next team and the broncos will have dead money cap on their uh, on their books um for i believe for the next two seasons sean payton is running this gig i personally don't agree with it given that russell wilson has played well 26 touchdowns eight interceptions he got into a mojo the broncos we're fighting for a playoff spot after having a horrible start to the season, starting 1-5. and five. So I just don't get the whole notion that Russell Wilson was the, was the odd man out. I think this situation should have been more so, let's help Russ, let's help this defense continue to get better and we're trending the right way the broncos were trending the right way they had they had been playing great football the last couple of weeks obviously they lost to new england on uh christmas eve on a last minute field goal big whoop but before then they had been playing very well and the broncos had shown an ability to win big games. You saw them win in Buffalo. You saw them right the ship after being one in five. So I don't, like, it just don't make no sense to me, even though I think I know what's coming down the pipe. Sean Payne wants his guy. Sean Payne wants a quarterback um, maybe at a smaller cap number. So I'm thinking there's a quarterback in Chicago that might be up for grabs. And that's Justin Fields. That's that's what I'm thinking. But Justin Fields will also have suitors. Keep in mind, this is is giving the situation if uh, the Carolina Panthers still have the number one overall pick, because I don't believe they clinched that yet, um, because it goes to the Bears. And if the Bears actually go ahead and trade Russell, I mean, trade Justin Fields, you know, after the season and before the NFL draft. Be that as it may, this is a wrong move. I think Russell Wilson is a good quarterback and he's played well. He's done everything you've asked of him. And all these, you know, these spats on the sidelines or, you know, during these uh, you know, media sessions, Sean Payton seems to not like him. Like he just don't like the man. Like the man shouted out him against the Colts. The man um, called him out during OTAs and minicamp and stuff like that. So, not everybody can be Drew Brees, man. Not everybody can be J- Drew Brees. And I think at the end of the day, Russell Wilson doesn't deserve this. But more importantly, all y'all media heads, all y'all analysts, you know, the... The the ESPNs of the world, the Fox Sports of the world, CBS. I don't want to hear nothing about no player, not one player talking about. Oh, um, they're holding out. That's bad for the team. Damn it! If a player wants to hold out to get all the money they they believe they deserve, I don't want to hear no analysts. I don't want to hear no. Uh, media pundit talk about how they're being disruptive to the team and how it's messing up the culture. Damn that! Because we're seeing a player right now in Russell Wilson, and we've seen that with the Matt Ryan in the past. We've seen that with the Le'Veon Bell in the past where teams literally cut you or they want you to sit out and activate you because they don't want to pay you for the contract that they signed with you in agreement, so yeah, I'm yeah, like I don't want like any anytime a player holds out, I don't care, I don't whatever they think they deserve, they go get it because Russell Wilson changed his game. Made sure he was ready to rock and roll for this season. It didn't start off well, but he kept battling. Got them in a position to fight for a playoff spot. And now Sean Payton is gonna bench him with the with the uh with the ownership in agreement, who they agreed to trade for Russ and sign him to a new extension. Nah, y'all can kick rocks. Russell Wilson is going to be one of the bigger free agents this offseason. This is going to be a wild one. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks being moved. You know, you have your Kyler Murray. I think he'll be traded. Also, you got your boy, Justin Fields, and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will have his first pick of the litter because he'll be free. Um, And I think Atlanta, I think the Raiders, I think the Giants – make a lot of sense so we'll see what happens with
1: this moving forward now that we talked about russell wilson let's continue talking about the nfl now the monday night football game was a demolition
0: job ravens 49ers, we ain't talking about the Eagles, Giants. We ain't ain't talking about – we'll talk about the Chiefs and the Raiders later. But the Ravens 49ers, the biggest game of the season. Number one team in the AFC, number one team in the NFC collide. Three MVP candidates collide with Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy. And let's start off with Brock Purdy because he did not look good at all. He was pretty bad. He was pretty bad. 18 to 32, 255 yards, zero touchdowns, four picks. And you know why? Because that Ravens defense with Kyle
1: Hamilton, Mar- Marlon Humphreys, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen came to play. They
0: bludgeoned the 49ers. 33 to 19, Ravens. One of the best plays you'll ever see in football is what Kyle Hamilton did. He got, he got illegally blocked, then got up, hustled to the football, and caught a pick. One of the best plays I've seen all season long. That's why they always say run to the football. You never know what's going to happen.
1: The Ravens showed up and showed out, especially on the defensive side. Offensively, I felt like they did okay.
0: Um, Lamar Jackson had a good day. He didn't turn the ball over. He ran when needed, 252 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. Ran the ball for seven times, 45 yards. But the story of the day is that defense, big trust, woo woo. They were sensational, and the 49ers still were able to run the ball. Christian McCaffrey had a over 100 yards, a touchdown, but they were not able to overcome the turnovers that Brock Purdy had. Now, some of those, the first one that he had against Kyle Hamilton in the red zone, I felt like he could have waited, thrown the ball towards the pylon, and his receiver was going to catch it. But he threw it right in the middle in the middle part of the field. Kyle Hamilton saw it, picked it off. The next two were more so because of effort plays by the defense. Marla Humphreys batting the ball and giving it right to the DB. You had Kyle Hamilton make an effort play. The Ravens out-hustled the 49ers. Period and point blank. The Ravens out-hustled the 49ers. They out-physicaled the 49ers. And it showed in the ballgame throughout the entirety of the ballgame. Now, this is my Super Bowl pick. So you can go check the tape. I had a 49ers versus the Ravens. In the Super Bowl. And I still think the 49ers are going to win. So they'll see each other again. And I think the 49ers will come out victorious. Because now the 49ers have the undivided attention in those meeting rooms when they face the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I
1: believe. Now, the next game I do want to talk about is the other game on Monday night,
0: Raiders at Chiefs. And you know the reason why we talking about this is because the Chiefs lost. The Chiefs lost. They look trash on, the, uh, on offense. On defense, they solid. But on, on offense, Patrick Mahomes, this is probably the worst game he's had um, offensively. And I'm not talking about points. I'm just talking about how the offense functioned. He they tried to do some trickery where you had, you know, Patrick at the running back spot and they was gonna do something and it turned out bad. Raiders score
1: defensively, scoop and score. Then the Raiders gonna pick six. The the Raiders
0: literally scored six points on offense and they was able to find a way to win because their defense scored as many points as the Chiefs offense. This is really, really bad. The Chiefs look really bad because offensively they can't score. They're 1-3 in their last four games. Patrick Mahomes has not looked good. More importantly, Travis Kelsey isn't him right now. He is hurt. I don't care what nobody says. He is fighting through some injury, and if they had sewed up the number one seed or close to it, he would not be playing. That man is hurt. He dropped the pass uh, during the game. But all in all, Travis Kelsey it doesn't have the same, uh, you know, wiggleness, elusivity. Um, he looks like he's, he's hurt. And let's not talk about the receivers because the receivers are cheeks. But cheeks. All of them. They do not look good at all. And you could tell because they don't have got Kadarius Toney out there because that man has just been horrible for them this season. Um, they still can't run the ball consistently because at least if they could run the ball, then you could minimize the throwing that they would have to do, but they can't even run the ball. Patrick Mahomes is the leading rusher with 53 yards. Half of that was Isaiah Pacheco with 26 yards. So the Chiefs, I told y'all they weren't going
1: back to no Super Bowl, but I did have them going to the FC Championship game, and they didn't do that. So, be that as it may,
0: they are going to probably limp in to the playoffs and probably be one and done. I don't know who they're going to play. We'll find that out in a couple of weeks. But I don't have any faith in the Kansas City Chiefs. They still don't look competent on offense. Okay, let's talk about the other big game that we had on the docket, Cowboys at Dolphins. Two teams that can't beat good teams facing against each other. And guess what? It was a close game, and we knew it was going to be a close game. And the Cowboys lost 20-22. to The Dolphins, first time making the playoffs in a long, long time and still trying to clinch that division. I will say this. Watching that game, the Cowboys, I believe, outplayed the Dolphins. But when the rubber meted the road, The Cowboys could not execute and get what they needed out of those down and distances. You're talking about being on the goal line, fumbling on the goal line. You're talking about Dak Prescott having his MVP moment, and I believe he would have been the MVP had he won this game. But the MVP is still jury out right now because I believe it's CMC, but that's just my personal opinion. Um Dak Prescott had his 17 play drive, gets the touchdown to cooks, and then the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. They couldn't stop him. The Dolphins was able to run down the ball and run out the clock. So I believe that the Dolphins are really not that good. The Cowboys are not really that that not that good. But the Cowboys are a little bit better because their mistakes are more correctable. Um, And then also the Dolphins are top heavy and they lost Jalen Wilder with with a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be back in time for the playoffs, I don't believe, because they're not going to have the number one seed. So they're not going to have, you know, that extra bye week. Tua played well, you know, 293 yards, a touchdown. But like I said, um, the Dolphins are really not that good. Their defense has played better since Jalen Ramsey's come back, but I'm still not a fan of the Dolphins. I'm not not because I'm not um, I'm a Jets fan, but because I just don't think they're really that good of a team. They're top heavy, um, and they only only are doing well against bad teams. Um, and they finally beat a Cowboys team. Um, right at the gun, and it took a lot of cowboy mistakes for them to be, you know, victorious. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the association. Let's talk about the associations, shall we? We had the Christmas Day games. By the way, can we talk about the Christmas Day games in in general um, a little bit? We haven't had a great slate of games in a long time for Christmas Day. Um, You're talking about stars being out. Um, You're talking about a situation where the NBA was competing with the NFL this weekend on Christmas Day, and it was 10 times the viewership. So the NFL had 20 million viewers. The NBA had about two. And these are games with LeBron James playing and the Boston Celtics playing. You're talking about a situation where you had, you know, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and, you know, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler were supposed to play, but they didn't play. Um, I think the NBA needs to have flex games a week before, yeah, a week before, maybe three, four days before, if the players are hurt, then you can switch out for another team or at least change the timings of the games. Because I think America probably would have liked to have the Mavericks play on that eight o'clock docket versus the Heat play on that eight o'clock docket, right? Or the Celtics play, on that eight o'clock docket um, instead of five o'clock, or you you switch the Warriors and the Nuggets, just have it where the teams fully loaded play on those prime time spots. Um, and eight o'clock is a prime time spot, 5.30 is a prime time spot. Um, and we just, as fans of the NBA, we need to be able to enjoy those games. Um, or even flex them out, like you can put another team in, like the Clippers, you know, instead of uh, the Heat and the the Sixers. Maybe getting another team like the Clippers, and maybe an, another team on the East Coast, like the Sacramento Kings. Something that makes sense, right? So if the Clippers and the, the 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 Sacramento Kings are right there, boom, you can have a Christmas Day game happen right then and there. I think the MB the NF the NBA needs to do a better job or legislate it in the CBA that they can flex games, especially on Christmas day. Um, that's the inaugural, you know, start of the season um, because the NFL is waning down as they have playoffs. So that means less games
1: and the NBA is revving up. So take care of that, I. Right? Now, in terms of the games, I ain't nobody going through all those games because ain't really much to talk about.
0: But I do want to talk about something that was said, well, I believe, last week in the deals with Shaquille O'Neal. But before that, I want to talk about John Moran. This man. I think he really don't learn his lesson. He does not learn his lesson. I know y'all saw that social media post from the Grizzlies. And this man is out here. You know, he made a great play, sensational play. And guess what? He's out here shooting guns as a celebration. Like, what are we doing here? This is
1: during the Pelicans win that they had in overtime. And he had a game-winning dunk. And the man decides to do a celebration, you know, with the guns. And I'm like, bruh, like, come on, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? This is beneath you. Do you like losing money? Do you like losing
0: opportunities? Stop it! Oh, I couldn't stand John Morant doing that. And then, what makes it worse is that the social media for the Grizzlies reposted it. They reposted it. I I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Just, 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 like, some people just... Just don't understand. And it's just a bad look. It's just a bad look. And I hope, you know, he's not going to get anything. He didn't. Keep in mind, the 25-game suspension was not – he didn't do an illegal act. However, in the eyes of the NBA, which is a private entity, they can do what they need to do um, for the betterment of the NBA because it's a private entity. And John Moran wants to be employed by the NBA. So he has to abide by their rules um, and regulations. So doing this, I feel like just adds more credence to why the NBA was so harsh on him, giving him 25 games. Don't need to be spraying guns after
1: you was caught with a gun on IG Live. Okay. I'm done with that. Now, it's Thursday.
0: So the NFL got some games coming up. Week 17. And we're starting off with the Thursday night game. My Jets, who won
1: against the Commanders at the gun. I wish they had lost, though. Versus the Browns. And
0: I got the Jets losing. The Browns are going to win. The Browns. Flacco's been playing well. Amari Cooper might not be able to play, so that hampers them a little bit. But I still have the, the Browns winning. I think they're going to win a close one. Um, I believe the score will be probably 14 to 10, um, given that the Jets can't score and the Browns' offense won't be able to score, given Amari Cooper um, and that Jets' defense um, playing at a higher level and Amari Cooper being hurt. Saturday night. You got the Cowboys at home and having the Lions come in and I have the Cowboys winning. The Cowboys, um, I think, are the better team. They will show that um, they play better at home. Okay. Um, I'm in my fantasy championship game and Christian McCaffrey gets to play the Washington Commanders and I'm sick to my stomach. So I have... The 49ers beating the Commanders because it's a bye week. Same thing with the next game. Cardinals at Eagles. It's a bye week for the Eagles. The Cardinals win. Dolphins at Ravens. The Ravens have the opportunity to clinch the division um, and put a stranglehold on the number one seed, and I think they can take care of that. Falcons at Bears. Bears are at home. I think the Bears win. I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take the Bears. Panthers at Jaguars. You know the Panthers are going to lose. Patriots at Bills. The Bills have a lot to play for and I think they're going to show up and show. Up. I honestly
1: think this is going to be a blowout. Raiders at Colts. I got the Colts. I think the Colts are going to win. Rams
0: at Giants, um, Matthew Stafford has been playing great football um, and I think he's going to show up and show out and I think the Giants who had an inspiring effort against the Eagles, I think they're going to lose. Saints at Bucks, I think this is going to be a little high scoring in terms of high 20s, but I have The Bucs. I think the Bucs have been playing good football. And the Saints, they've just been disappointment. Titans at Texans. If CJ Styles plays, I think they win. If he doesn't, I think the Titans win. Steelers at Seahawks. I got the Seahawks. I think they're just trying to run the table again to the playoffs. I think they're going to win. Uh, Bengals at Chiefs. Ugh, I got the Chiefs. I think I think the Chiefs score I think the Chiefs score 24 points. Can't believe I have to say that. Uh Chargers at Broncos. Just because of all what's happened, I got the Chargers on the road. And the Monday Night Cap, a New Year's Eve Packers at Vikings, I have the Minnesota Vikings cuz they're at home. Hopefully Justin Jefferson uh, you know, has a great game. Now, this is my last podcast before the new year, so happy new year to everybody. But before I end, I will be starting a new segment called Prove Me Wrong each week as the last segment of the day. And for the first one, I saw a comment that was made a couple of weeks ago involving my favorite player, in the NBA to ever play in the NBA, which is the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, who said that Steph Curry is better than Shaq. And he said that, should we be having the conversation of him being one of the greatest of all time? I'm here to tell y'all, hell no! Shaquille O'Neal is better than Steph Curry on planet Earth, planet Jupiter, Mars, even planet Namek. Steph Curry can't play defense to stop anybody. He's a a willing participant, but he's not a great defender. At least Shaq has been all defense a couple of times in his illustrious career. Shaquille O'Neal is a top 10 player ever, ever. The last team to three-peat was the Los Angeles Lakers. You know who was the best player on that team? Shaq. They had to change the equipment on
1: the court because of this man.
0: I know what Shaq is doing. He likes people to talk about him. He likes Steph Curry, but
1: Shaq, stop. Stop! Steph Curry is not better than Shaquille O'Neal.
0: And we have to stop this notion that just because Steph Curry has revolutionized the game, that means we forget that he doesn't hold a candle to other players on the defensive side. Now to Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon,
1: Shaq, Tim Duncan. Shall I go on and on? Steph Curry is great. Steph Curry is one of the best players we've ever seen. But he is no Shaquille O'Neal. He is no Diesel. Shaq, I would say in the last... 25 years, 28
0: years, last 30 years. There's only one player that's been better than him.
1: And that is LeBron and James. Everybody else is looking up to Shaq. Stop it. Steph, that's Duncan, that's Kobe Bean, Brian, God rest his
0: soul. That is anybody you want to name. That's Kevin Durant, that's Kawhi Leonard, all of them. KG, Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, all of them. Not better than the Diesel. People forget that he had a career outside of L.A. He he helped get Miami to their first championship, and had they not gotten hurt the year he got there,
1: Dwayne Wade getting hurt, maybe they would have gotten two. Steve Nash, you know Shaq should be coming to your crib and taking
0: one of them MVPs. Had it not been for David Robinson scoring 70 on the last day of the NBA season, Shaq would have two scoring titles, which is unheard of as a center. You're talking about the man in his second season taking his team to the NBA finals in Orlando. People forget about Orlando Shaq, by the way. Shaq is a, the most dominant force we've ever seen in the modern era. He is better than Steph Curry. And if you think
1: that Steph Curry is better than Shaquille O'Neal, you're on drugs. Prove me wrong on that one.
0: I'm out. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my... Instagram prove me wrong underscore podcast and I'll be waiting for your comments Prove me wrong or else you're gonna be walking out I ain't got job
1: to hear what they be talking about Best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out getting out walking out?